0: Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God.
1: This evening we're going to be uh, back in Hebrews 11, God's Hall of Faith. Just a brief recap um, from last time, the first verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, the word substance here, hypostasis, uh, a setting or placing under that which has a foundation, which is firm, an evidence, elegos, a proof that by which a thing is proved or tested, conviction this is not so much a definition of faith as it is the declaration of what faith does. It is the substance of things that are hoped for, and the word substance there has been translated in newer versions as substantiating of the things we hope for and the evidence. And the evidence, that word has been translated conviction of things not seen. I'm convicted of truths, though I may not have seen them, I'm convicted of their existence. There is evidence for the existence of God, and it causes me to believe in God. Though I have never seen God, the evidence of his existence creates faith in my heart. I'm just going to move to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I know last time I used to, the uh, illustration of magnets. We can't see the f- the force of the magnets as they pull apart from each other, but we know it exists. There are a lot of things in this world that we know exist. We can't We can't see them, but we do know they exist. The writer, which I presume to be the Apostle Paul, the writer argues from the Old Testament to keep them trusting in Jesus. These Christian Jews had to make a choice. They could not continue in Judaism and be Christians. They must decide which way to go. It was either go back to being Jews or go on to be Christians. It seems that their nation had now, turned the Jewish nation had now turned against Christians. They could not now go to the temple as the Jews would not let them. The writer tries to show his readers that the right choice was to continue to trust in Jesus. That was much better than all the ceremonies of their former religion, which Jesus had replaced. <laughs> now, sometimes you might think that the faith is kind of intangible. I know in accounting, uh, we have tangible assets and intangible assets. For instance, uh, if I have a business or I'm buying a business from you, well, you might have inventory, you might have uh, cars, you might have uh, a building, those are all tangible assets. So whatever price I'm paying, if your uh, tangible assets are half a million and I'm paying you a million, well, that other half a million goes into a a term we call goodwill, which is intangible. But as a believer, I I think that our faith is tangible. Because once, once you are a believer, these you don't really. <clears throat> every time you hear something, you don't really doubt it. You don't question it. We we know that God is infinite. We know that God <clears throat> created all, and and just to have that peace, um, kind of brings to mind. I'm going to read here from this. Uh, questions.org about the Trinity. Uh, really, something that. We really cannot grasp um, The Trinity is one God existing in three persons. Understand that this is not in any way suggesting three gods. <clears throat> Keep in mind when studying the subject that the word Trinity is not found in Scripture. This is a term that is used to attempt to describe the triune God. Three coexistent, co-eternal persons who make up God of real importance is that the concept represented by the word Trinity does exist in Scripture. And again, this is something we, we can't we can't put our hands around it because we can't understand it. But on faith, we we understand we we take it on faith. We know that that there are three persons in God, and I, it sometimes <clears throat> you might read something. Well, how could this be? But then there are times that we again you just you just. Taken on faith. Now I know when Paul, uh, with the Bereans, he said that, uh, you know, the Bereans would he- read Scripture and then they would search it to study and see that it's true, and I, and I think I, I, that is something that we need to do. And I think you know we we do. We read the Bible every day, and we just look for new new information. And every time you read it, I think something. You, you get something new out of it. There's always something that comes about. So we're going to st- start in uh, verse 17, back with uh, Abraham. So by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, so this is. I want to turn back to Genesis 22, because this is a really interesting example of Isaac of uh, Abraham's faith. So in Genesis 22, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham, and said to him, and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Now it's noted that. The word tested here this is the first time it's used in the Bible. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. The word love, again, this is the first time it's used in the Bible. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of the young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went, went to the place which God had told him. Now, it says he arose early with the situation, maybe you want to sleep late, there's no sense in rushing, but uh, then on the other hand maybe he didn't want Sarah to ask him where he was going, because she would probably think he was crazy. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Now, two things. This is the first place in the Bible that we we see the word worship. It's also Abraham's faith. He said, We will come back to you. So so he had faith that God was going to deliver that God was going to make it right. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? In here, this is the first mention of the word lamb in the Bible. Then they came to the place which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wooden order. And he found Isaac his son and laid him on the altar. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. The term, you know, your son, your only son, it's it's repeated. It's the inference of Christ's sacrifice for us. Now it's interesting here, um, Abraham's like 125 and Isaac is like 30 it, it's obvious that Isaac is yielding up his life because he believes in his father and he believes in in the Lord. Because I know I'm sixty three, my son's twenty six. I ain't tying him up if he don't want to be tied up. I mean that's that's a given. That's not happening. So, and as I said, this is the first mention in the Bible of the word lamb uh, in the New Testament. The first mention, the first time the Lamb is is in John one twenty nine. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Again, uh, now in John 10.18, No one takes it from me, but I lay down myself. I have power to lay it down and have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Again, just the symbolism between Abraham and Isaac, and and what Jesus done. Jesus was the final, uh, the the crowning of of God's purpose for us, of His promise to us. And uh, I, you know, we just we just offer it all up to Him, because we could never we can never repay that debt that He paid, uh, and He paid it willingly. So back in Hebrews um, verse nineteen, or eighteen, of whom it is said, "In Isaac your seed shall be called," concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which He also received him in a figurative sense. <clears throat> I remember the you know the story of how Isaac was born. You now, figuratively. <laughs> Both Abraham and Sarah were well past childbearing years. So in a sense, God brought them back from the dead to, to give them Isaac, the, the the child of promise, even even though they had made previous attempts, uh, which we know were kind of sidetracked, but uh, God's will will prevail and, and, he, and he will work it out one way or another. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. Now, <clears throat> in, uh, we know the story that um, Isaac was more fond of Esau, who was the hunter, who was the man of the earth. <clears throat> he loved his, uh, the, the game that he got, got from him and the stews and stuff. But we also remember the portion where uh esau sold his birthright for a uh, for a bowl of stew but now looking back at genesis 25 verse verse 23 the lord talking to to rebecca two nations are in your womb two peoples shall be separated from your body one people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. Assume that Isaac knew this, but he's, when he's ready to give out the blessing, he's, uh, he wants to give it to Esau. And a lot, <clears throat> you might think about Rebekah's deception when she put the goat skin on, on, on Jacob and uh, fooled Isaac into blessing him. But it was the, it was the, the fulfillment of what God had promised already. And God will, will work things out. So, verse 22 by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the de- departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. In Genesis 50, verse 24, when he said, God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land. Of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, he knew God's promise was true verse twenty three now we we're into a new example by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because <clears throat> they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid uh, <laughs> and they were not afraid of the king's command. so I guess <clears throat> I guess uh, Charlton Heston was a beautiful baby, uh, if you've seen the movie. Uh, but they were willing, they would put it in God's hands. They put they put the situation in God's hands, much like, uh, as we're learning from Pastor Joe, about Nehemiah, he put the situation in God's hands. When he uh, was before the king, and he, as Joe called it, that little flash prayer, he lifted it up to God and, and just put it in his hands. And that's what... <coughs> Moses' parents did here. They they just put it in God's hands. Said he, they had faith that he would work it out. By faith, verse 24, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refu- refused to be called the son of Pharaoh, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. <clears throat> now we saw this skit a few weeks ago, with uh, Drew and the sin box and how hard it is to get out of that. But <clears throat> Moses had, had no, no problem uh, walking away from it. And <clears throat> Moses' life can, can kind of be broken down into three 40-year segments. The first 40 years in Egypt were very powerful, uh, next in line to be Pharaoh. The second 40 years in the desert taking care of sheep, uh, almost nothing, a man of nothing. And then the last 40 years, God uses him to rescue his people, to bring his people out of the land of Egypt, out of sin. So in essence, God used nothing to bring them out. Uh, And I think that that goes, that God doesn't look for qualified people he qualifies the people who he calls, and I think that that's important. That and it's through the book of Judges, these these are just men. We know that men are imperfect. Like Abraham, we know uh, in the uh, when he went to Egypt and telling Sarah about telling Sarah to say he's his sister. So we know that he was imperfect. But God sees through those imperfections and will, and uses us to do things. And as long as we put our our hope and our spirit in him, I think it that's what we need to do constantly. Uh, verse 26, oh, enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward, to the ultimate reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling, sprinkling of the blood, lest he, should, lest he who destroyed firstborn should touch them. By faith he, they passed through the Red Sea as, as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. <clears throat> all of these. Now we know. Once the children of Israel got into, into the wilderness, they're, they're, they doubted. They wanted to turn back, but Moses kept them going, even after all the things that, that God had done for them, and the, the the miracles that they had seen. They still doubted, and I think we do the same thing. We, we fall into, traps. We forget. What he is, what he wants for us, we, we just stray. Um, I, I I know we all sin; we all fall short, and that's why it's just, uh, it's just great that he is so, he is so gracious for us. Verse (coughs) twenty-nine, no, verse thirty. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. This is a book of Joshua. We know that uh, <clears throat> God's instruction were to, to circle the walls once a day for seven days, and on the, on the seventh day they blew the trumpet and the walls, the walls came down. This, Joshua took that on faith, took that, that, that God would protect him and that God would, would fulfill his promise. And I think God fulfills promises all the time. We just have to to lift up our burdens to Him, and put it at His feet. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Now you know <clears throat> when the spies went and they, she put down a a scarlet rope. Kind of symbolism there about she's protecting them, and but she had. She had faith in, in, in the one God. She, she believed in, in the one God, and she was willing to, to make that sacrifice without, um, without questioning what could happen to her if they found out. Verse 32, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, also of David, and Samuel, and the prophets. Now, all of The first three of these we've kind of studied in the, in the book of Judges. Uh, we saw Barak, we know <clears throat> in his meeting with Deborah, and Deborah asked him, didn't God tell you to go against the Canaanites? And, and he didn't deny it, he said, I will only go if you go with me so we know that in some he doubted but in his but his faith was there when he he went with deborah and he was a, a tremendous victory gideon we know gideon doubted i mean all we have to do is think of the the fleece and we know that he uh he kind of tested god twice but god fulfilled it but god was God was faithful to him, and he was faithful to go on. And again, God uses us in spite of our faults, in spite of our misgivings, um, in spite of when we try and run ahead of him. Samson, we know Samson was used mightily of the Lord to defeat the Philistines, yet we know that he never lived up to his, his potential and he had a tragic ending to his life after being enticed by Delilah. And we know when Samson was, uh, he was a Nazarite. And again, he, he, he continually p- put himself in situations where he would be tempted with uh, the honey from the dead lion and walking through the vineyards. I mean, these are all situations that he had no business being in uh, especially since he he was a Nazarite, but God was with him, and in the end he turned back to God and he was filled with the spirit and and we know that he he brought down the temple on the philistines david David was a remarkable man of faith yet um we all, we also we also know that he failed with uh with Bathsheba, so none of us are <clears throat> none of us are perfect, which we know. We are going to fail. We are going to get back up with God's help, and that's that's what He wants. He wants us to seek Him and and worship Him. Verse thirty three. Uh, well, say, Samuel, David, and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. We know that. Daniel in the lion's den. Quenched the, vi- the violence of fire, uh, Meshach, Shedrach, Shadrach, and Abednego in the furnace. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Became valiant to battle. <clears throat> Turned to, fli- to flight the, en- enemy, enemies, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead again, raised to life again others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection still others had trial of mockings and scourgings yes and of chains and imprisonment <clears throat> they were stoned they were sown in two were tempted were slain with the sword they wandered about in the sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Again, out of weakness, they were made strong. Sarah, Gideon, Abraham, Esther, King Hezekiah, these were all, they began as weak, but then they were filled with the presence of God and they were made strong. Some of whom became valiant in battle. David, you don't need to look any further than David when he went against Goliath. Uh, so the woman who received their dead raised to life again. First Kings seventeen, Elijah, when he God brought life back to her son. And all these, having obtained, the, verse thirty nine. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Even though they obtained good testimony through faith, they never saw the promises the same way that we do on this side of the cross. They did not receive the promise, the testimony of completed work of the Messiah on their behalf. God having provided something better for us, think of how much better we know all these things. They didn't have the Bible to read through. They didn't know what was coming next. Um, This is here for our edification, for our learning. Seeing, we are we seeing and enjoy the completed work of Jesus on our behalf. <clears throat> have much more reason to hold on. We have much more reason to hold on to faith, and to not let discouragement and tough times defeat us. They should not be made perfect apart from us. The idea of perfect is complete. They could not be made complete until the work of Jesus. They look forward to Jesus and His work. We look at it from behind and enjoy the fruits of his work. I just just we, we just have to, to learn to to submit to God's will, <coughs> to trust him that he will be that he will be with us, that he will once once we lift up tasks to him in prayer, um, that he will be the one that will protect us. And that again, as he these Old Testament, getting in those that he will use us, and I think that's that's the key thing of being part of the church. A lot of people, you know, if you get involved and you have that desire, we know that that he will he will bring you in and he will give you the abilities. I mean that. Um, that soundboard back there, I knew knew nothing about it. It was Greek to me. Not that I know everything about it now. But he gave me the ability to at least understand part of it so that that I can serve there. And I think that there's always places that need people, children's ministry, the ushers, just to help out. And I I think that that, that's important to become part of the church, and to be part of the church family, and we saw at the picnic last week. It was just a great time. People get together to, to fellowship. Hebrews 11, this God's hall of faith. Um, we could all be in there, as we've seen with these people. There's nobody in there that, that didn't have flaws, that didn't have doubts, that maybe had questions, but, again. We just have to lift it all up to God. Let's pray.
0: You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m., and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages, in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.